0: to the spirit restored podcast this is where the curiosities of spiritualism meet the belief systems of members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints
1: this podcast is only for those with an open mind join ken adams on his quest to find higher planes of spiritual experience i am here with jody hagedorn and she's a delight i'll tell you that right now she's she's a person i've been connected to in the last couple of months and we've had conversations. We've, um, we've even worked together on some things. And uh, she will get you laughing, and she'll get you thinking about your life. And uh, some of her titles, uh, she's Jody Hagedorn of the Magical Woods. She lives in Wisconsin and has, I believe, five acres with beautiful trees on it. And she also is going by the Irreverent Reverend. So she's a reverend, but an irreverent one that does funerals and weddings and other things. And people hire her because they want some joy in their lives during these moments. So Jody, tell us a little bit more about what you do and um, why people come to you and what makes life life for you.
0: Well, first, I want to thank you, Ken, because this is uh, a really big opportunity to share uh, joy throughout the world, which we need right now, right? And so I want to thank you for doing what you do. And I'm happy to join you today and connect to whatever it is that we're going to talk and laugh about. What was the question?
1: Yes, great. So I wanted to ask you what what is it that you do? Like you're an irreverent reverend. What makes you that? and you also have these magical woods. What do you what do people come to you for in the magical woods?
0: So for 35 years we've evolved from relaxation and people may be sick and tired to a place of uh, reminding people of the light they have within. Uh, we acquired this property five uh, n- uh, nine years ago after my husband retired. Moved from the big city of Eau Claire to here, Kadat, Wisconsin. There's a sign that said Kadat, the spot that God forgot. I don't believe in that. And yet it makes a really good sign, right? And people stop and laugh. So this is where we live. And people um, hire me to help them get out of some sort of stuck situation. I would say that mostly mind. We're doing a lot of clarity there. And of course, when you're not clear in your mind, then your body starts to follow suit and do all sorts of wacky things to remind you uh, that you might be just a little off path. And so about halfway up the driveway, they have this feeling of, oh my gosh. They haven't necessarily seen anything magical, but there's a feeling. And we love that because by living here in our truth, uh, we're able to connect with people in that way. And so it started with reflexology years and years ago, and I've added aromatherapy and Reiki and eight other different modalities. As I sit at people's feet, they tell me a lot of stories. And I learned early on that that it would be necessary for me to learn a little bit more than rubbing toes, Right. Uh, In that they have uh, some weddings or some deaths that have come up and they're just not real pleased with how their pastor or chaplain does those sorts of things so seriously and so grief and sorrow stricken. And so I said yes to doing that. And yeah, I might swear a little. That's why the irreverent, reverent and people lose it. They're like, Oh, my gosh, I was so sad for a minute. And now I realize what if we connect with our loved one in spirit and find out they don't want us to be that sad. They don't want us to be in fetal position, banging our head on the wall, they want us to celebrate their life. So that came about about 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, I definitely if if I had a funeral for myself, I'd hire you because I don't want People coming to my funeral crying, you know. Like if I, I imagine I'll be there watching in spirit, and I'll be like, "Why are you so sad? Like you should be making jokes and having fun." You know what I mean?
0: So get that in writing. Otherwise, you get the chaplain or the pastor at your church to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Let me just say that Uh, if that's what you're in alignment with, then go for it. They just tend to be a little this way uh, in a box about how they present that, and mine is. For sure not. I sit with a family and get all the stories and they'll say, I'm not sure you want to mention this about mom. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I will. And it just gets people, I mean, they're snorting in their Kleenexes, thinking, looking around wondering, I should be more sad than this, don't you think? And I remind them that you'll have your time to grieve. But how about for this hour? We just really almost, we mentioned it before, roast your loved one, because they're right there in the middle of the room. So let's have some fun. We danced yesterday. Uh, two little kids came forward. The adults were like, "Oh hell no!" And two little kids came forward, looking in my eyes, like, "Really? We're gonna dance? Everybody's so sad." And we danced to Rock and Robin. That was their last song they chose.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, I've never seen dancing at a funeral, so that that's fascinating. And I love. I mean, the imagery of roasting someone at a funeral is kind of a little extra because. They could be in the middle, right? their casket in the middle, and you're roasting them it just It's just a little bit extra comedy to it, I think, as well.
0: <laughs> well, my husband came to the first one I did, and uh people were laughing, and he was going like this across his throat like Jody. <laughs> Someone has died. This is not a time to do stand-up comedy. Well, it's the same one that two 90-year-old men afterwards said, you got a business card, Chick, because I want you to bury me. So <laughs> my husband was in his car. He was like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that.
1: <laughs> it's great business. Yeah, you, you, they come, right, to see their friend, and then they give you a card, and then, you know, you have more business coming your way. And it's not really an industry that will run out.
0: Well, here's the thing. This woman was a Viking fan and you're not that in Wisconsin typically, right? So in the sports world, she was a Viking fan and they, the family wanted me to mention that over and over, no Packer colors. She's a Viking fan. So we get all the way done. And there was a sister in the front, a little nervous with her rosary saying, could we at least say the Lord's prayer? And I said, absolutely. That's next, Mary. And so we did that. And then I look in the back, we're almost done. And in the doorway is a man standing with a Packer jersey. And I said, okay, so, sir, in the back row, do you did know that Karen was a Viking fan, correct? And he said, Karen? He said, "I. what is this? I said, well, this is a funeral or celebration of life for Karen. I, I didn't even know that. He said, I just heard all the laughing as I was walking by on the sidewalk. And I thought, I got to go join that party. So. There he stood in a Packer fan, in a Packer jersey. And it was like, perfect. And like I said, my husband headed to the car. So he was like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <You're> probably, <laughs> All sorts of responses, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure you had great jokes right there. You you had mentioned at, uh, you have a business card that you're going to make. What's it going to say on it?
0: Uh, it's going to say, uh, hi, hire me or leave off the hire me. It will say, I marry, bury, and bless them. <laughs>
1: Mary, bury, and bless. That's good. That's good. And um, so you were talking about your property when you were looking for it. And um, I'll share this story about the house that I have as well. We, My wife and I, we were looking for a property that was basically everything we wanted. Right. So we wrote down this big old list of everything that it had to have. And we gave it to our real estate agents. And they're like, Nope, you're not going to find that in this economy for your budget. Your price range is not going to happen. And so we fired that real estate agent. And then we got another one. And that Bye. real estate agent couldn't help us see properties because he lived too far away. So then we started showing ourselves properties. And we drove into this town where we live. And it was like, as soon as we got in, I was like, this, this feels magical. This feels like where I want to be. We're, we're like 15 minutes from city, but we live in rural. And we're surrounded by cities, but it's like one of the, like this beautiful patch of area where it kept farmland and open acreage and beautiful homes in one spot. And we chose it because of like what you said, there's just like a magical feeling as you drive into it. There's, there's a different presence there. And so tell me, tell me about, um, some of the people that you work with you said they come to you stuck. What are some of the things that you've had people come to you for?
0: Well, what we're dealing with right now is a huge amount of anxiety. And it doesn't matter if you're seven or 70. Uh, I am of the, I don't want to say belief, but I, what I'm seeing and feeling is this cosmic Energy that's so strong right now, pulling on people. And it really, uh, we hired a shaman a little while back for a journey that my husband was going through with cancer. And uh, he said, Jody, if we told everybody how many planets were in alignment right now for all of this to get unstuck, people would pass out. So we tell people six or seven planets up there in alignment because that's what we can wrap our head around. But he said it's 60,000. Wow. Yeah. Big pull. So, and the energy around that is get rid of the shit right now, ditch it, lose it, surrender it, dissolve it, recycle it, whatever, hand it over, or you're gonna live with it for a while. And this is why people come and their hands are on the arms of the chairs, like what is going on? So if I tell them that, whether they're connected to that energy or not, it helps them give a sense that, oh, I'm not the only one. Um And if I could put them all in a room, there'd be 200 looking at each other saying, are you kidding me? You too. But when you're in that space, you're not really looking for other people in that space. You want out of it. So when they come here, I do my thing. We have a revive chair, which is brain tap technology in a headset. And there are lights and binaural beats in the ears and over the eyes in a visor. And those programs, there are 600 programs for the neurological Impact that people are having and it calms the central nervous system. I sit at their feet, rub their feet, and then when that's done, I do some intrinsic coaching, guidance, whatever is left. We fine tune, but right now is huge with anxiety, fear, worry. What if I'm not good enough? What if I don't have what I need to stay on the planet? And it's a real big panic for people right now. So,
1: there. So i I wanted to ask. It isn't because the Packers didn't make the playoffs this year, right?
0: No, <laughs> most people can't even leave their house. To be
1: honest, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're not coming to see me. <laughs> um, I have like a little seven year, uh, a nine year old right now who's very autistic and they've they've fallen through the medical system. and I'm not dissing the medical system, but I'm saying sometimes if you don't have enough of something going on, you don't qualify for their programs. So I said, come here, kids kids and single moms come here for free. there's no charge. And uh, we put him, Harvey, And he doesn't mind me saying his name in the chair. And his mom and dad said he doesn't sit still for a minute. So good luck with that. And I said, well, let's have it be the best minute of his life, right? Uh, Five minutes later, he's got his hands on his heart. He's breathing. He is having some conversation with the visor, Mm -hmm. uh, feeling like a robot. Uh, Those lights go from one to six. And the volume goes up till twelve, and I let him say the volume and the intensity of the lights. And never would I put an autistic child on twelve and six. And that boy turned it to twelve and six. Wow, The lights going this, and the volume was as loud as it could be. And Ken, fifteen minutes later, he was still sitting in that chair, hands to his heart, breathing, parents falling, me crying, and it's like, that's not me. That's this child saying, what if this could help?
1: Right. And and with autistic kids, it is a challenge because they're very sensitive to light, sound, uh, you know, everything. Right. They, they process and so much information all at once that it yeah. becomes like an extreme amount. So that's that's very impressive. Yeah, totally impressive.
0: So, you know, hands me the headset. I'm done now. And can yeah. I come again? Now, this is someone who does not want to go to mainstream counseling anymore. Uh, The words are too much. And so between the music and the lights and then it makes the chair vibrate. So light, sound and vibration it's been the biggest gift to to me, this chair, in addition to what I already do, it takes me out of the room for a few minutes, lets them process that. And then I go in and fine tune. So that's just one of many of what's going on, but telling you that it doesn't matter if you're seven or nine or 90, we're all, um, processing this heavy, heavy information in different ways. And if I can help in any way, I'm I let them know I'm here. Mm
1: -hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, you and I spoke, uh, I think about a month ago. Yeah. And you mentioned, you said, um, how about we work together before I come to the podcast so you can talk about a little bit of what I do. And I said, sure. I'm open. Right. I, and I'm always open for a lot of things. I mean, there's some things that I just, I'm not really interested in, but most things I'm very open to. And uh we started talking. I said, I feel like I got like a rib out of place. And there's some other couple other things is I've got this door that won't close like very easily in my front door. And I've got a light out on the truck that I'm just not changing. Like I know how to fix it. I'm just not doing it. So anyway, um, we dove into that, right? And um, I actually don't remember exactly what I learned or something. It was something like along the lines of uh, people can think whatever they want about me. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Right. And and if they're upset, then that's their problem. Right. And I think I even said something like, I'm going to go upset some people, <laughs> something like that. Like it's it, this idea that I can, right. Give myself permission to be myself. And sometimes being myself is upsetting to people because of their own reality and their perception. So, um, right now well, but, so like,
0: thinking right now, like what did that out of rib, that rib out of place, a damn door that won't close and a taillight, what? why did those three things come together they what if they're thinking about that like what are you talking about
1: yeah you're right i sh- i should give a little context to this so uh, i started working with you right and first of all you had me uh tapping that location where that rib is but on the front and and then um putting me in a process where i'm learning from this yeah and and thinking about what i can learn from it what's what's really the purpose of it? what is it telling me right and and the door the light all that is i i get avoidant of things is really the pattern is i get really avoidant because i don't like the the pain of doing things that need to be done sometimes yeah and so my rib is thrown out right and actually it that started because i sh- was shoveling my driveway we had like a foot and a half of snow that fell and I cleared the whole driveway and got it all clean and everything. And it was a lot of work. <laughs> so after that, and my back was, my was... You
0: popped a rib because you didn't want to do those other two little things.
1: Right, right. And so those...
0: Emotion of it. And that's where you were frustrated, disappointed, and maybe not heard. Or I can't remember either because once we're in the zone and we come out of it, there's very few notes because they're gone, right? But... The gist of it was I shoveled and now I've got to go do those things that everybody wants me to do. And what if I don't? Yeah. So all the emotions about that.
1: Exactly. So, um, so, okay. First thing, the door, I didn't fix it, but now it closes just fine. And it, it just was expanding contracting and it, and it didn't close for a bit after our conversation but unless this last week it started closing just fine so now it closes fine my rib doesn't hurt anymore but the the more incredible thing that happened was this that room where um that door opens up to is a room where there's no flooring and it hasn't had flooring for 20 years previous owners no one's done it right and I had bought flooring for it because my brother in law was going to come put it in. Well, he kept saying he would come, but he didn't, right? He says he's going to do it, but he doesn't. Says he's going to do it, but he doesn't. And then from this conversation, right? I keep saying, I'm going to fix the taillight, but I don't. I'm going to fix the door, but I don't, right? And then we go through the process. Well, he texts my wife uh, because he's her brother, and he goes, Hey, I'm going to be over this week i want to do some of the flooring so he ends up putting flooring upstairs because we had a spot there where we ripped out the carpet so he finished flooring there and then another thing that needed to happen in our kids room where they sleep is they needed a new bed because they we didn't get a new bed because their flooring was ripped out our son charlie uh, wasn't very potty trained and destroyed the carpet destroyed it so we ripped it out And they didn't have new beds because we took out the bed too and made it into a sandbox. And then we were waiting for an opportunity to get a bed. So that same day that he texted, um, my mom sent me some kind of like Facebook marketplace thing that was like this bed that's like this mansion bed right it's like a palace bed it's got like
0: waiting for that bed
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we were waiting for that bed exactly it wasn't like we we could have bought beds we're like oh, we don't like those we don't like those we wanted the ones because we have three kids in one room we wanted one that was like all connected and like an awesome bed so um my mom sent me a message and said hey my friend is just giving this away do you want it and it was like perfectly good condition fine yeah. like sure let's go get it so we hopped in my truck we took it apart and brought it to our house so all in that week right after that we got new floor got that bunk bed put that in and i was like okay things are moving yeah so anyway i would say that in in what i've done in in my line of work this isn't uncommon to me because a lot of it is our our minds communicate between other people and Uh, There's even a book I read. You might be interested in this, actually, Jody. It's called The Holographic Universe. And it talks about how possibly our reality is just a hologram, right? And we're creating this hologram as we move through reality. And uh, it was kind of one of those moments that it was like, oh, really? I just need to like... decide some new things, learn some new things, and then things fix themselves, you know, rather than putting all the stress on my back to fix things. Right. Because that's how you pop a rib out. So that's my experience with you. And I thought it was really great. And, um, tell me, tell me some more, or maybe you have some comments about this. Maybe I, well, I, oh, I I have
0: comments about that. I'm, can I slip and slip out and get a cat that wants to come in quick? For sure. Oh, come on in out of the cold. Good job. <laughs> Okay. Energy can get a little bit much for her. She likes to be outside sometimes and then back in right now. (laughs) So um, what I want to say about that is sometimes when we're in session, people are unable to let go or surrender because the the heaviness that's in them, they don't want to hurt anyone else. And I say, well, if you can't do it for you, could you do it for the partner that has to listen to this? Could you do it for your coworker who's done trying to guide you through can you do it for humanity because when we make a shift and i don't know the science behind it but they say you know when we make a shift it helps 20 to 30,000 other people in the same situation that will never find help mm-hmm. so could you do it for that that seems real big to some people and so we talk about sending it to the compost pile right um though we peel vegetables and fruits there's nothing wrong with those peelings, but we're not going to ingest them and eat them. And so we put them in the compost pile. They make this beautiful, rich soil where the next layer of whoever might be us might not be us. And so what you did, and with some hesitation because there was some resistance. Oh yeah. Uh, at first, right? It's like, wait, it's going to be this easy to pop a rib back in, or go fix the door. I don't want to fix, or that tail light that. Maybe not, but so had you tap on that rib in the front of where it was in the back. And then we actually went to to do some childhood things of where you maybe weren't heard or you were expected to do something or at a young, young age. And those, what I want to say about your situation was that happens a lot Um, when someone's in the chair and they just cannot get past the idea that it could be this simple to unpop a rib fix the taillight, fix the door. It isn't about those physical things as much as, as it is changing your mind about it. So can we be curious instead of pissed or enraged or frustrated or disappointed? You're going to have those uh, feelings, but we need to address them, aim at them, tap them, and I'm talking faster EFT, of course, and then squeeze your wrist and say peace. And people go from a 10 on that scale to about a two. And they're like, what just happened? Because I have been dealing with that for 30 years. But now is the time with all those planets in alignment. Now is the time to do it. And that's why also the intensity, why your rib popped out. Yeah. I mean, medically, what would that be? Right. Um Sorry, we'll give you some muscle relaxers and we'll we'll clock you out, and then you don't have to deal with it. But no, this you faced it. You said you. I don't even like how that feels, but okay, I'll go there. And so you did the work. That's this is what we call the work, right? So kudos to you. And then what that did was communicate to all the others involved. What if I go do my part?
1: Right. Right. right?
0: Exactly. They they probably have no idea where that thought came. Oh, must be time. Oh, we're coming upon spring and I don't want to do it in the summer. Who knows the train of thought? But by you saying yes to you and your truth and doing the work, no matter how we have to vomit sometimes to get it out. um, The others don't. And that's the magic because people say, are you a witch? Why would you name your woods the magical woods? Well, why is magic and witchery the same, right? Um but it's the it's that magic. It's those moments, it's those aha people say, and you wouldn't even believe it was like a bubble burst. burst. And it just happened. I'm like, yeah, that's the magic. I'm goosebumpling right now. So why can't you, right? This is how I share it. And I'm not holding back anymore. There were years that I didn't say those words because it was too spooky or scary. And now I give zero shits about that. You're going to get me full on in my truth. And if that's appealing and you want help, I'm here for you. And if you don't, bye-bye.
1: So. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I love your attitude about it. Because it's true. In, in order to have this magic in your life, right? You do have to let go of a lot of stuff. I had a client call me just the other day. And uh, he was really excited, really happy because he had been in a business relationship that just wasn't working out. Like it just wasn't going forward. And, and I asked him, I said, Do you want to be there? And he was like, no, I don't. And I said, why are you there? Right? Really dig deep. Why are you there? If you don't want to be there, why are you there? Right? And it was this sense of riding someone else's coattails to success. Right? And I said, but what, what, are, what if you could ride your own coattails? What are you going to be doing? What if you did you? Right? And it settled in him for a bit. It was a quick phone conversation I had and then he called me back and he said so much has changed he said i left the business my partner bought out my shares and then i was just in the shower it's always in the shower you know it's almost always in the shower right
0: water so oh, magical
1: yeah water is <laughs> very magical for me too like water is very important in my life and uh, he says i had this idea my mind was filled with what i wanted to do finally and it happened when i finally said I, I am not going to predetermine what the answer is. I'm going to let it come. And so I came to him and he's like, Whoa, I'm going to be making. So, so to all those people with this anxiety, right. That you're talking about, I've, I felt it too. I've worked with people that are feeling this too. And he's definitely one of those people that's been feeling that, but the thing that made that bubble burst like what you said was this idea that came to him and what he wants to do is to take 72 hour kits, which are like survival kits, and make them good because most 72 hour kits are like terrible food from China packed into a bin and he's like we need one.
0: 10 hours to be honest
1: <laughs> right right they don't last very long at all okay. like so he's he's going to create 72 hour kits that are awesome and for those of you listening, once it's up, I'll I'll let you know about his business. So, yeah, just
0: not leave a link for that one. That would yeah, be amazing.
1: yeah, it's it's going to be really important. And so tell me tell me a little bit more. So you you do Reiki. You I mean obviously there's mental healing here. There seems to be physical healing that is part of that as well. What are some some healings that you've seen from people that? Are stories that you'll remember for a long time, or or things that you would that would highlight, I think the the nature of who we are, our innate intelligence as human beings.
0: So I'm going to tell the first one that happened back in 1998. Uh, This so I studied reflexology. Not even studied. I had an issue in a hospital that didn't serve me medically as well as my body required, and so. Uh, reflexology came about. And so there I was rubbing feet at age 25 with a two-year-old and a baby. Uh, Never in my life did I think I'd be sitting at people but there I was. So uh, then decided to take some classes instead of just uh, looking at a little pamphlet and a VHS tape. That's how old I am. There was this much on a VHS tape. Um, And so in these classes, um, the teacher would say things like, now here's the thing, Uh, you're going to maybe once in your lifetime come across someone who's missing a limb. And so how would you do reflexology on someone that's missing an arm, right? And I thought, "Oh, okay." If that's only going to happen once in a while, I'm going to pay attention, but put it in the back. My first client walked in with a prosthetic arm. Wow! And <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Okay, where is all that information back there?" <laughs> he removed the arm, and there he was with that stump on the elbow. And so I did reflexology on hand, on feet, and the other arm, the other hand. And he was still in my chair and uh, I had not taken any courses on mental, emotional releasing. And so after an hour, he was still there while people were piling up in the waiting room because I saw people every 45 minutes back then. And there was a huge sense of loss. When you lose a limb, there's a huge sense of loss. And so I just said to him, you know, how does this feel? And he began weeping and in poured the information to say because I had no idea what to say to a man who's missing a limb from in the war right so um it came to help him reattach his arm they'd thrown it in a dumpster it was blown up wow. and he felt so much loss he said for all I know it's sitting in a damn dumpster somewhere I said well go to that damn dumpster and let's take that arm and put it let's Um, weave together the nerves that were severed. And again, I had no idea what I was doing or did I, right? Like just let those words come in and channeled almost this man back to, oh my gosh, I feel whole again. Even though the prosthetic arm was going to enter there, he would no longer have those come to find out sessions later, he wouldn't be having those phantom pains of those nerves looking for the other nerves that were in a dumpster. And that was a huge, a huge breakthrough in knowing that I can sit at these people's feet and do the physical. But right here is about 90% of it.
1: Wow, that's an amazing story. There's There's yeah. uh, some interesting stories from, and, and you probably aren't familiar uh, in in Mormon history, in LDS history, where um, back in the day, these Mormons were traveling across the country carrying wagons or migrating from state to state because they'd get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And um, one time in one of these states in Missouri, this group of men came and uh, massacred a bunch of Mormons. So they killed a bunch of them. And uh, there was this mom that had a child that had been shot in the hip by, by a musket ball. And she was freaking out. She didn't know what to do. So she just opened her mind to God and said, tell me what to do right now. Right. And her mind was filled, like what you're talking about, totally filled with what to do. She grabbed um, some mud, she grabbed some, or, or clay, she grabbed some clay, grabbed some other stuff. I can't remember all the things and dressed the wound on the child. And the child was totally fine, totally healed in that way. You know, and, and these are, you know, really cool stories that do highlight our ability to receive information, our innate intelligence and what we're connected to. And, and I think your story highlighted that too. That's, that's really cool how. Uh, I mean, when when you say someone's missing a limb, right, maybe that is what it is. He was missing it. Right. He he needed. Yeah.
0: Those words started to just light up with fluorescent bubbles. I mean, literally, it's how I learned early on that this is not what we think it is. I mean, he was in so much pain. He was in he was so sad and so stricken over that. He was there serving his country and this happened and Ugh, um, I can still feel it and get goosebumps thinking about it because it it, it was a beautiful gift to me. Um, number one, set ego aside thinking you took all the classes and you know how to do this. Because as I'm sitting at his feet, he's pouring out these emotions. And I'm thinking, what do we do with all this sadness and this grief And and what is missing? I remember thinking, what is missing? And it's nothing, nothing is missing for real i mean yes the arm but if you know that you are whole and well and perfect and every cell is listening to you you could i mean could he regenerate that arm probably not yet animals do animals grow tails why can't we right uh they don't care what the neighbor thinks is the issue (laughs) totally (laughs) totally (laughs) i thought about that this morning i have a tulip Um, some, I've got some flowers on Tuesday and this tulip went from a bud to this beautiful, uh, and inside is little purple hearts. And then it just fell apart. And I, I am going to do a, a a post on that later, later today about, That tulip did not give two shits about what the tulips next to it thought. Uh, Will it be okay if I take up room? Uh, What happens if I go from a little tiny bud to a great big flower and take up all this room? Doesn't care. Its purpose is to go from that dark, little bulb seed to this beautiful, fully open look at me. And I thought, how do I put that into words? I can show a picture of that. And it's been written a thousand times by other people. And yet that was my experience this morning as I was drying my hair, I was just giddy. Cause I thought, why can't people do this? Go from that dark seed inside the womb to this fully blossomed human And I believe that we are born. I know that we are born with that. And by five, it's usually squashed by someone's words or actions. And so really in my chair, what people do is come back to that place where they remember joy. And unless they were abused from an early age, there is joy somewhere. And I connect them back to that joy and feel that in your body. And all of a sudden, the grief, the sadness, the worry, the fear, boom, gone. So It is pretty miraculous, although I want to say, you know, miracles happen, but we don't need a miracle. All we require is for our body to do what it does naturally, and that's heal. Every single day, it knows what to do. And then with this thing up here, we stop it. What would people think if I survived this and they told me I was going to die? What would happen if I'm glowing and the whole world is sad? (laughs) continue to glow people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I totally agree with all that. And I, I think it's totally possible for people to blossom into who they are. And it's really, uh, I think a lot of people don't do it because they feel like they're not being helpful to the people around them by being their true selves and their true nature. Well, the thing is you can't be helpful to people around you until you are your true self and your true nature. That's the secret behind it. Because once you lean in and you say, who am I really? What is my identity? What do I want in life? How do I want to go about doing it? What is my mission statement for me? And what permissions do I need to give myself so that I just move forward and do the things that I want to do? Until you're at that point. It's really difficult to help people in the way that you want to help them anyway, because you still need help yourself in order to feel good every day, in order to move forward in what you want to do. And once you've done that, like that flower, right, it'll blossom. Now it's a help to people that watch it, right? Because it's beautiful, because it's taking up space. And that will only happen for you when you allow that to happen in your life. And otherwise, it's going to be...
0: Well, oh, you know, if you, if you wake up, I mean, people in the chair will say the same thing. They're like, I'm good, but I'm so worried about my daughter. And I said, so here's the thing. Imagine your daughter checking in with you and you're on the floor in fetal position, banging your head on the wall. Are you helping her? Oh, oh. No. So what's with the fear and the worry? Well, you know, we're human, we're supposed to? No. You know, if you're responsible, if you're a responsible human, you better worry and be fearful. Well, what? They say, you know, the normal on the planet right now is eating at McDonald's and 98% stressed out. Well, I don't want to be normal. I want to be in my most natural state. And that could be flawed on any given day. But if all the cells are whole and well and perfect and wanting you to be your best, then we need, need, we, it's asked of us to ditch the fear, the worry, not ditch it, as much as address it and say, why is is it serving me anymore? If not, it's time to go. And then know that you're not harming anyone when it goes. I vowed early on to never harm anyone. And, you know, uh, intentionally, that will never happen. You know, sometimes something is said, and they're not liking that, or it didn't land with them. Uh, But no intention to ever harm. And if we get up every day, I do this Thank you for a new day. Oh my gosh, we did it. And then put that love and gratitude in and then send it back out. So I've sent a Hallmark card to the world. Nobody in any way, shape or form during the day can tell me I didn't do anything for myself or the world. It took two minutes and then my cup is full and now I can pour out to those and do things during the day to fill that cup up again. That is not selfish. It's perfect mental health.
1: That's amazing. What, what, what do you see in the nature of human? What is our true natures, right? I feel like we're, we're here in our lives, right? Someone comes to you like me. They're like, my rib is out, right? They have a body. They, they might be thinking, oh, I'm just this guy with flesh and bone and I'm going to die someday. And maybe I'll live with God. I don't know. Who knows, right? What, how, would, how do you view reality of the nature of who we are?
0: Well, could you have fun in the meantime? Well, yeah. And what's keeping you from that?
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, I, that's always my question.
0: Too. Joy is yeah. our natural state. There's just no doubt. We did not come here to suffer, struggle, lose our body parts, right? hmm I mean, I don't know. I can't prove it. But I can tell you that our life has led to that. I mean, the story about this magical woods I want to visit for a second. I haven't told it out loud, and now it'll be to millions of people, so yay. Um, we had lost a house 25 years ago in a big, long court battle, year and a half long, icky, you know, not fun. And so we didn't know if we would ever be able to get a house again. So we rented for 15 years. Um, some things happened. My husband retired. We have an estranged son of nine years. We wanted to get out of the town and move to a new start. And so we applied for a loan for this house and we got the loan but we didn't know what sort of house we would find with that, like you said, you know, limited income, right? And so I see a friend and she does some channeling and and whatnot. And she didn't know about this house. And when I'm laying on the table, um, she said, geez, I see this, this Tom and this property and Tom used to live here and he passed. And she said, I don't know, Tom. I said, this isn't your appointment. It's mine. Keep talking, right? And she said, I, I'm seeing a bed and some logs do you make? I said, yes, my husband makes hemlock log beds. Keep talking. And she said, you're supposed to take one of those sticks and put it by the waterfall. What is this? There's a waterfall. What? Well, there's a waterfall on our property, right? It's a little pond and a waterfall. And she said, Tom says, you're supposed to put this stick by the waterfall, put a, a stone at the top and wrap it with copper. And he'll continue to bring magic to your woods i said our woods that was his woods and she goes did you just buy a house i said we did and she goes well it's yours next day approved wow so how can you not name a property the magical woods when that information is coming in
1: wow that's amazing that's really cool so it was tom right
0: And his wife had talked, Mary Lou had talked to me many times about, I know you're into this energy and into, you know, gifts and things. And I said, Mary Lou, we're all with, we are all given gifts. And I said, mine is just a knowing. I can't explain it. I can't write it down because I don't hear it or see it or feel it, but I just know. And when you know what you know, what you know, you can't explain it. Now I said, she said, well, how did Tom come to you? It's my husband. How did he come to you and tell you about the magical woods? Are you kidding me? Two weeks later, she said, "Jody, you're not going to believe this. I got a brand new couch and I can smell his cologne. I'm like, well, hello, Mary Lou. So wow. I It opened up some things for her because she was so sad. I said, he may be not coming to you in the same way because you're still grief stricken. You're still sad about the house, even though we're doing wonderful things here on your property, you know, it was your property. And she had a, you know, we did a couple sessions because she was pretty uh, bent over the idea that her husband would visit me and not her. And I said, here's the thing, honey, I'm not sad. I I mean, I'm sad for you, but I'm living in joy and they are going to reach me quicker than go down to try to reach you. Right. So now it's been nine years and she's got all sorts of stories about, right. So, so the woods, so in that we don't have to do anything to make it magical. We just live in that truth. And with that people are led. I want to, live my truth too. I don't know what that means. You talk about it and you've helped my sister, but I don't know if I can do that. And my question always is, what if you could?
1: Right. What if you could, that is a powerful question, I think for people. And it's important to ask yourself that question, right? There's so many things that we just say, oh, I could never do that. And you say, well, what if you could, right? What would that look like if you could? And most people don't open their minds to that because of like what you said, when they're five years old and their parents or some school teacher kind of squashes their dreams or tells them they shouldn't behave certain ways, right, or live certain ways, they take it on. When in reality, in, in my own perspective, I see that our natures are limitless and expansive and can do whatever we want to accomplish. And we're creating reality way more than we even know. Mm -hmm. and um religiously for me it's it's a word called faith right it's it's something that you put a true knowing an internal truthful knowing that's inside of you that isn't validated by anything else but that you know right that Mm -hmm. it's true trust 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 and then you act in that knowing right Mm -hmm. it's it, it can also be Called acting as if, right? Which is like your question, like what if you could? And the point is to learn how to act as if. And in fact, I did this just a couple days ago. I was looking for some more work opportunities, some more income to come in, and I started asking myself, as you know, what what would be most ideal, right? And immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need this, 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 this like need is the word it's it's fine like i want that it's really when i say need in that instance it's i like want that right and yeah. i'm going down that list and then i just text a couple people and then boom 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 like a bunch of opportunities came my way all at once in the same day like and working with people that i never thought would want to work with me but they're like elated to have me work with them you know on a business level so like as soon as you can let go of This facade of uh, feeling shameful about yourself or upset about yourself or bringing yourself down because sometimes people get confused that that is really who they are. Is this a despicable person or someone that should be ashamed of themselves? When you let go of that, you actually find out who you are. And when you let go of the fear, when you let go of that shame, the guilt, all the pain, all of that, then you start to know who you are. And uh, it's a little sad in society sometimes. People kind of accept being depressed or being um, disabled mentally or physically or whatever it is, um, when in reality, regardless of what their physical circumstances is, they can free themselves into a different level of thinking and being and living. And I think that's what you're providing. It's what it sounds like as people come to you.
0: Yeah. And it, it is uh, power versus force. Do you know about that book, David Hawkins, PhD, and he shows the funnel. So down at the bottom is small and up at the top, like a tornado. And at the bottom are those emotions that can be measured with a machine. So frequency hurts, you know, it can be actually scientifically measured for someone who needs the science. Um, and so at the bottom is fear and worry. And I don't even know if anxiety is on there because I don't say that's relatively new, but the word is just, I mean, seven-year-olds saying, yeah, I, I get anxiety over that. Mind-blowing that that's even a, that has to be a word um, in their vocabulary at such a young age. And what we do with that is we, ju- I just ask them, they, they seem that their antenna is a little gummed up. And they're not surprised they have an antenna. Parents are a little, they're usually on their phone during the session. And then when I say, how about your antenna? They stop texting and they're like, what? So, you know, it takes in all the news, all the fights of the parents, all the words of the teachers not judging those as bad and wrong, but they just start to feel that their little light can't shine anymore. And so we just ungum that antenna and they leave here shiny as can be. A story about that is uh, years ago, again, I had a man uh, in his forties come and see me and he just could not stay in a relationship, could not stay in a work partnership. And what? I said, well, tell me, tell me the youngest age you felt joy. And he said, well, I'd have to go way back. I said, then let's go way back. And so close your eyes. We go into head or heart. Get me a picture of the littlest. I'm going to just say Jimmy, the littlest Jimmy. And he said, oh my God, I'm five. And oh, my, you're right. I'm like, I don't need to be right here, but let's just go to. All right. So littlest Jimmy on the playground, kindergarten, fresh and new. And Johnny pushes him on the playground. Well, Jimmy's got this little blue shirt on. And Johnny wanted that shirt, knew that he probably wasn't going to get that shirt. So he pushed Jimmy. Now, Jimmy takes in, I must have done something wrong for someone to push me. And he's lived with anxiety his whole life because he believed that what that kid did was something he did wrong. And now he's trying to live that kid's issue. You're going to have anxiety because you we we don't even think we have the answers to our own shit, let alone someone else's. And so now he's living for 35 years with Johnny's issue of not being able to have that blue shirt. So we go back to that situation. I have him invite Johnny in and ask, dude, what's the deal? And he said, I wanted that shirt and I knew I couldn't have it. So I pushed you and I'm sorry. And they took that forgiveness and that, oh my gosh. And he cleaned up all of his false Hoods about himself and no more anxiety. I mean, is it that simple? Not always, but in that case, that was something from 35 years ago that he put a backpack on, filled it full to be right about it. And then you, we get anxiety over it because it isn't correct. It isn't our truth. It's someone else's. We buy it and then we live by those words and we can't come true with those words because they're not ours. And yeah. that is all anxiety and depression in my point of view. And someone might think it's pretty Pollyanna about it, but I've seen it. We've guided through it and they're completely free of that bullshit.
1: I'm, I'm on the same page. I think that anxiety and depression is a state of mind, which can be totally changed. Anybody who thinks it's genetic (laughs) is misled because Mm -hmm. no data supports it being genetic because just over the year 2020, into 2021, anxiety and and depression doubled in society, which goes to show it's not genetic. We can't double a certain amount of people in one year, you know. Like it's there's no way it's genetic. There's no way it's chemical. It's totally a state of mind, and it's totally rooted in decisions and choices. My wife had pretty severe anxiety when we got married, and um, I I took a bunch of trainings. One of them is timeline therapy. Which is similar like what you're talking about, like go back in your timeline and and learn from these things, and she let go of anxiety. she hasn't had anxiety for three years. I mean, going on four years now, like
0: it's miracle.
1: yeah, right and And to most doctors, it's like you need to manage your mental health, right? It's like take a pill, manage it, it's never going away. Well, those beliefs aren't really serving anybody, right? What if you could release it immediately? what would that do for you? What would that do for your family? What would that do for your life, your way of living, the way you go about business, your health, right? It's worth it to ask that question, to dive into it. And now here's the thing, like someone like me or Jody, we don't heal people, right? They heal themselves. They go through the process and heal themselves. We don't cure people, heal people. We don't do any of that. It's all inside your own mind. It's all choices that you've made. And when you recalibrate, when you relearn and you go back and you visit these things then you can release, and when you release, then you can be more of who you are, because really, you weren't born depressed, you weren't born anxious. So at some point, you picked it up. And if you picked it up, then you can let it go. And I think that's a huge belief change needs to happen in society for us to move forward. And
0: to do that, I mean, I agree one hundred percent with everything that you said. And but if someone has suffered, suffered with this for thirty or forty years, they they really don't believe it's that simple. If it was that simple, I'd have done. I don't know any two year olds who are depressed. I mean, yesterday at that celebration of life, right, we had Rock and Robin as their last song. They chose that. They said, "Is it okay?" And I said do you want to play How Great Thou Art? We can do that too. Uh, I'm going to invite you to dance. And they're like, let's go with Rock and Robin. And all the adults that I invited to come forth and dance were like, mm, maybe not. And these two under three-year-olds were looking at me like, is this for real? When was the last time I danced? And they came forward and we danced and I was sweating and we were I was twirling them. And they were like, mama, do we have to go? It's like that is why that's the true essence. That's the gem. That's why I do this. That's the reward, right? Yes, I get a paycheck. And yes, I've served a family. But these little kids who were like, oh, if my mom would just let me go for one minute, because mom, you know, I was pretty scary. So the arms are around the children. Don't take my children. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they came forward and we they kept looking at me like, are you real? And I just said, dance honey. So, you know, it's okay. And, and yes, society is hurting right now. Big shit show out there. And so what if what if you could be the light and people say, how did you do that? Ken, how did you do that? Teach me. You know, there. It's really that simple. Do, do I have down days? Absolutely. Um, more like minutes. I clocked myself out for 12 days about five years ago over an issue and 12 days. I just stayed in bed. I went to the chiropractor once. My husband brought me tea and soup and I went to the bathroom and took one hot bath every other day and otherwise 12 days. And my uh, guidance in that was you're being rewired. Mm -hmm. So 12 days I woke up, I taught a reflexology class. My husband was like, what was that? And I'm like, well, that's how I do it.
1: That's (laughs) That's interesting. that's how I get well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I feel the same way. I, I think it's so important to learn that your emotional state is basically everything. I mean, like if, if you can get yourself in an emotional state of joy, then you can really have a joyful life. Right. And I, I don't know if you feel this way. Uh, I, I felt this, like you said, this judgment of being too joyful, right? It's almost like it's looked down upon to be too happy to be too joyful. And that has prevented me in the past, from leaning into the things that I love. And I and even know, like, even to the point, I didn't know what I wanted consciously. Because having joy, and having pleasure and having fun was suppressed for so long. Yeah. So you it seems like you're bringing your light to bring joy into people's lives to help them see it as a possibility for them. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. And again, back to that power versus force, that book, power versus force written by PhD, not some wackadoodle lady that lives in the magical woods, right? And so he has letters behind his name that can prove what he says is valid. Uh, And so it's that that tornado like looking cylinder and at the bottom teeny tiny our worry and fear and and um all of the things that get us not even to neutral so we are barely surviving then in the middle is neutral and then some clarity and some all those things that gets us to maintaining and way at the top is efficacy which is a frequency of a thousand that they can't they can't even they can't even find the word for it, but we're going to say joy. And so what would it take to go from the bottom of that, lose the the need to feel a certain way, address it, tap it, breathe it, whatever your method is, and then get to that place. And it's really hard to go back down after that. Really hard to go back down. But once you're there, it is it's almost I would say as uh, someone was in the chair the other day, and she said, Oh, my gosh, those blue lights went to white lights. And I felt like I was with God. And if that's the case, I'm good. So feel that and you can be that. Why would you want to be anything else when it's because someone else said, Do you realize how depressed people are? And you're just going to keep laughing and being joyful like that? And the answer is "Mm -hmm, Yes, I am. I'm maybe sorry that you feel that way and you haven't done the work or can't find the work, but we, I'm telling you, where is it written that we are to come here depressed, anxious, worried, sad, fearful, where, where is it written?
1: I don't know anywhere in any scripture or any, anywhere. Other than, other than, uh, what comes out from modern media or pharmaceutical companies that make Mm money. (laughs)
0: have written that. And then we believe it because we're here on the planet. So I believe we all chose to be here at this time for a particular reason. And if it's to be depressed and sad, then go ahead, have it. Uh, There is help. Uh, but if you're choosing to live that way, then sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. But we're going to continue to live our joy. And I open my heart every day and just beam love. And whoever accepts it, accepts it. And um, and have I done my shadow work? Yes. Have I done the work? Yes. Do I continue? Yes. But that's not what you see out in public because that's a private thing that I do. And what's displayed in uh, public are the ways that I've worked our way out and then risen to that. So, yeah, everybody's uh, got there.
1: I, I was feeling particularly joyful one day and and uh, it freaked out my wife. <laughs> she was like, "What? what is going on? She's like, you're acting weird. Like you're, you're weird. Like what's going on? And I was like, I'm happy. Do you have a problem? (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) Because she maybe wasn't matching that frequency at that time. Right. It wasn't as joyful.
1: (laughs) Well, to to her, she just doesn't like, she's not used to me doing it. She's kind of like, I'm, I'm such a, a creature of habit. Like I am Mr. Consistency, like just wake up same time do the same stuff, like very, very consistent creature of habit. Maybe this is why I haven't always gotten to things that go outside of my habits, right? And so I changed, right? And I was all joyful and excited and, and jumping around and dancing or whatever, right? And she's just like, are you okay? Like, what is wrong with you? Well, here's the thing. Being joyful, there's nothing wrong with that. That that is how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to live in a euphoric, joyful state at all times if we can. Now, is it realistic to say everyone is needs to be joyful at all times? I don't know. I think people need to learn and 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 can learn and will learn. And the point is learning. I think being in a curious learning state is alongside being joyful. And as you dive into that, you can really find joy for yourself. One thing I wanted to talk about on on the podcast as well as you mentioned your son who's mm-hmm. strange and you told me before a little bit about him and I think for this audience it's important to talk about this story because uh it involves religion involves a cult and mm-hmm. I wanted you to share some of the story whatever you're comfortable sharing uh with an audience about this and and would spark a good conversation about, um belonging. Where do people belong? Yeah.
0: Oh, let's see. Where do we start? I will make it short because it's a long story. It's been going on for about 13 years. But um our son at 31 allowed himself to be adopted along with his wife and three children by a local pastor uh, who had him believing that he was not raised safely by us. Uh he was brainwashed into thinking that life was never safe with us growing up. Uh, we have two other sons, uh, younger than that, but at 31 uh, at 20, he was really looking for like, uh, humans do looking for some answers. Uh, this particular church, Valley Brook of Eau Claire, happened to provide that for him. And then this man was hired as a pastor and began grooming um, some of the young men in the church to be pastors and to belong in a, a different way. And it did become a cult. Uh, most of the members uh, left Again, he adopted our son and they fled to Texas. Uh, We did a story about that, not, uh, of course, the paper wrote uh, local. Um, man a, a kidnapped or adopted and parents are devastated that sells papers the truth of why we did this story was to just let people know that these sorts of things happen even in small little towns like eau claire wisconsin and to just not beware but me be mindful of what you join and where you think your loyalty is when it's here Um, You can have whatever relationship outside of that, uh, but don't let this become your truth like it did for our son. Um, You know, we went to the courthouse because we heard he had been adopted, hadn't talked, he, uh, the man who, took over his life, uh, sent emails and different things, uh, pretending to be our son. And we know that's not our son, but said, I want nothing to do with you ever again. Didn't feel safe growing up. Don't feel safe now. So, you know, stay away. So he did live locally, but then taken away to Texas. But that story, we went to the courthouse and there is his uh, birth certificate. We're nowhere on it. I can't prove I had this child. Because the parents Doug and Robin Lebsack, and he is now Nate Robert Lebsack. He kept my husband's middle name, funny, and yet he's not Nathaniel Robert Hagedorn, he's Nate Robert Lebsack. So it's real, it happened. Okay. So uh, that story was helpful because they tried to start churches in those towns, and people thought it was weird that this guy and this kid were father and son, didn't seem like it was. And they Googled those names and up came our story. And they were kicked uh, out of two different towns to try to start churches. So yay. So that's our story tended to help people get real clear real quick and not have that happen in their town. They now live in Broken Arrow. They've had two more children that we've not met. Um, And we just hear and see things. Uh, We're blocked on Facebook and all those places. But um, we know that he's okay. Um, He's um, living, I, I can't say a beautiful life, but him and his wife and five children live in the same neighborhood as this man and his wife and her mother so they have their community um we certainly did the work on it uh that would be we received a letter from this man a 25 page letter claiming to be our son to bob and jody hagedorn from nate lebsack and it was not our son's language at all and he slipped out of character one sentence he said i don't know how you can be so joyful when i have your son wow So that wasn't from our son. Um, It has kept me, I'm I'm guessing that he, the man, is watching my Facebook page. And how can you live in a magical woods? And how can you be so joyful? And how can you keep helping people when I have your son? And the truth is, because that isn't my truth. My truth is... I know who I am, I know what I was put on this planet for, and I'm going to keep doing that as a beacon of light and keep connecting with our son in his heart. And whether he returns or not is not our uh, doing. Um, We're just gonna always keep the door open and our hearts open, welcome him with open arms, no questions asked. And if that's too bright and shiny for this other person, then so be it, but we give him no energy. Um, just simply our son to let him know that we're here for him. Um, I do have people call all the time asking, how is it that you're so inspirational on Facebook and Instagram when you're going through this? We can't get out of bed. And I, and you know, they'd love me to do a support group. And I said, I will do a support group when my when our son is back home with us if he chooses. This is his chapter. He is writing this chapter and there's nothing we can do to interrupt that chapter to make it different, to uh, beg him to come home, and that took a while to get there. The first year was horrendous, and we did not do well with it all because who do you talk to? Uh, We found out there's 3,000 cults just in the Midwest, so this isn't rare that it happened to us. We can ask all the whys. Uh, we don't need to know the whys. We just uh, would love to know that he's OK and that he's happy and that he knows how much we love him and that he's always welcome home. And that, I guess, is inspirational.
1: Yeah, I, I think what's inspirational about it is that you've healed, right? You're healing yourself and in your family. And you have such an amazing perspective in it that you're letting your son write his own life how he wants to write it, despite everything that's going on. And you've also allowed yourself to rise above what someone else might want to do to bring you down. And that's a powerful lesson, I think, for a lot of people is that at times it can feel difficult to move forward when there's these eyes watching you, right? And Mm -hmm. some people have this anxiety that people are trying to bring them down. Well, you actually have someone that's actively wanting to see you go down, right? Well, most people don't. Most people are surrounded by people that actually care about them and would want to bring them up if they reach out for help, right? And so what what is inspirational is that you keep moving forward in this state of joy because you, like you said, you know who you are. And earlier you said you are joy, right? You are this state of joy that's always living. And I think that is what ultimately helps people be inspired by you and to highlight some of this story. So in, in Mormonism, the LDS tradition, there is sometimes we're accused of being in a cult right? with like, uh, how we go about doing things with tithing or our belief systems. Um, I think that it's not that We're cult-like. I really don't think so. If you look at a lot of the things, like there could be some similarities, but there's a lot of things that could be cult-like then, right? Like name any organization, right? And see how they do processes. Um, But one thing that I've noticed is that in this is sometimes people allow their identities to be wrapped up into a church. And I think that's where the huge problem is. Because... If you identify with the church, right? Well, there's a story my dad told me about his sister. My dad is a a convert to the LDS faith, to the Mormon church. And when his sister was young, his sister's 10 years younger than him, she was walking through the store and... Uh, this person asked them like who they were or something like ask their name or who are you? Right. And this little girl, which was a sister said, we're Mormon, right? That's, that's how she expressed the thought, right? Well, I think that identifying as a church or identifying that might be what's causing people to miss the mark in their lives because it's this sense of where do we belong? Right. And I would say that we, we don't even, if you look at it the nature of our souls and who we are, we don't even just belong in a family, which I do think a family is a sacred place. And if you're gonna feel belonging, a family is a great place to feel it. What I'm saying is we are we belong to something greater than what we can even comprehend. And as we move through life, we can start to see life as we belong to something amazing and divine and see our. See our life through the eyes of divinity, and when we can do that, we can have joy. We can have all this joy that you have jody you know and and so how do you how do you continually for yourself keep growing in joy, and how have you seen that impact your family?
0: well, and not always comfortably can I say that because our other two boys too I mean this was devastating for them it's it pulled our family apart and um, did we go do the counseling? No. You know, there are a lot of people from the church who is to this day still want to help. They want to give us a fifth wheel. They want to give us all the gas and go. I said, he's 40 on Valentine's Day coming up here. We're going to thank you. But we're going to show up at his door and say, OK, come home now, Nate. You know, um, and so they're like, well, what else can we do? We feel so helpless and hopeless. And I said, here's the thing you're going to break away from that idea that that was who you are and be who you really are without that building without that persona and when you're shining like that that's my reward to know that you're not where Nate still is that's our reward and in that then live that do i have days like i said i might not get out of bed in a day or i might not have a lot of verbal things going on uh what I we have an infrared sauna, we have the woods that we walk in, um, some stretching and yoga, a lot of tapping. I love the faster EFT by Robert G. Smith. And it's taking the issue. So one issue or consciousness, tapping. These are actual points that are correlated to organs in your body. So acupuncture without the needles, and then squeeze your wrist and say peace. So you take one thing that's got you, and it could be a day of sadness. Over, oh my gosh, this is really happening. And it could be with that son or another son or someone else who we care about that can get me in a moment. And then I realize, wait, that's not helping. But certainly to address it, aim at it, tap it out. I do a lot of tapping. We'll be on our way somewhere and I'll be tapping and my husband will say, what, What's the matter? And I'm like, Nothing. I'm just preparing myself for when I get to that place. If there's some things that are not coherent with how I, live i'm just tapping out any ways that that could affect me or stress me preparing so once i get there there i am right i mean my name is j o d y so minus the d i've already got that in my name i can't live any a different way (laughs) joy with a d right um yeah i do find the humor in things i don't know what it is i guess i i said to a class i was teaching the other day um I might have a disorder of sorts because I see possibility in everything. And they're like, wait, you just told us not to go to the place of disorder and disease. What if that's a gift? And so from my students, I heard what I say all day long. Like, why can't you take that and turn it into the gift? Because who we really are, who we really are at the truest state is that, just Everything is possible. I have no idea how that's going to happen. I just know I'm going to open to it. And I, I don't know. It's goosebumply most of the time.
1: That's, that's amazing. I, I really enjoyed today talking to you, Jody. This has been really fun. And if you're lucky to talk to Jody, she's going to make you laugh, she's going to make you smile, and she's going to help you find joy. And I hope that as you've listened to this, you find that for yourself. From someone who's very, very experienced in what she does. And Jody, how can someone get to know you better? How can they reach out to you and ask you some questions or learn more about what you do or hire someone for a funeral or a wedding or to get <laughs> roasted? If, if they just want to get roasted, how do they get a hold of you?
0: Well, you're going to go if you're on Facebook, um, you're going to go to Jody Maureen of the Magical Woods. If you are not on Facebook, you're do I give a phone number right now? That feels a little corny, but I, I will. I mean, how
1: if you want to, it's up to you. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if they're not on Facebook and some people aren't right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Instagram. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Jody Maureen of the Magical Woods. Uh, The phone numbers are there. Otherwise, it's 715-834-0883. And I feel like just for a minute there, there's in a bathroom stall leaving my number on the wall. And I don't know if that's okay or not, but I just did it. So (laughs) um, I would love to connect. And um, you'll find on my regular page of Jody Hagedorn, I'm a connector of hearts. And so I mean that real with people. And I also find hearts in everything. There's a heart behind you upside down, right by your neck, by the way, (laughs) um, that I've been staring at. It's upside down over in the corner there. It might just look like a little L to you, but I see a heart. So um, people are always sending me their hearts. They're like, oh my gosh, I peeled my egg this morning and there's a heart in the shell or whatever it is. I will be writing a book, queen of magical hearts. And that's just because that's way safer than my bibliography right now. My children are saying, don't write that while I'm alive. Wow. I'm just going to go simple with hearts because that can't harm anyone. Right. Um, But I would love to connect with you and love to guide you to your light that's already within. And um, thank you, Kenny, for doing what you do. And I hope this isn't our last time. I would love to talk with you over and over again. And um, I thank you for all the work that you're doing. It's a pleasure to be with you here today.
1: Thank you, Jody. Yeah, this won't be our last time talking for sure. So well, I hope you know that we're friends now. Okay. So, I it's, love it. And, and I'm just gonna point out to the audience here. I'm looking for the heart.
0: Well, it's up down. I'll take a picture and edit it and send it to you, and you're gonna laugh. But for right now, it looks like an L with a string hanging from it. I get that, but I see hearts in everything. So.
1: Oh, I think I see it. Yeah.
0: Well, you can stand on your head, dude, and that's probably not going to happen during your podcast.
1: No. <laughs> well, we do we do have a video with this, too. So I think um, they'll be able to see it. Yeah. You have hearts behind you.
0: I do. Well, yeah. everywhere. I mean, I just took three pictures this morning out by, we have a cherry bush and a a bunch of pines, obviously, and the pine are dropping little pieces of pine cone at this time of year. And there's many little hearts uh, there. And of course, people are like, "Uh, yeah, I don't see it. And I'm like, okay, you don't look so hard. All of a sudden, puddles are in the shape of hearts and all of a sudden, they're all over. And I don't know if that's to keep your heart open, uh, or what it is, it doesn't matter what it's about, but definitely con- a collector of hearts, so.
1: Well, if I ever send you a gift out there in Wisconsin, it's going to be your face on a queen of hearts in a card deck.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> so I'll remember that. And, and uh,
0: laughing, of course, I hope. Right?
1: <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. And uh, let me know when your book is done. And that'll be another time where we could connect here, right? And talk about your book as well. And thank you everyone for listening today. Please uh, like this podcast, subscribe to it, hit that heart button on Instagram, so we can get some more hearts and more sharing and more love. And that people can find this message of joy, which I think is probably one of the most important things right now in our society while people are feeling anxiety and stress. And honestly, in my opinion, just turn off the news, find something more helpful to you because whatever information the news is giving you is not gonna be as helpful as you knowing what you want and feeling joyful. And find that joy inside yourself. Thank you for listening today. And we will talk next week. Ken loves to get feedback from his audience send him a private message or write a review so that he can discuss topics that are most relevant to your spiritual experience thank you for listening today and remember to join next week